Welcome, everybody, to the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. I am your host, Colin. If you're a first-time listener, welcome. Thank you for tuning in. If you are a returning listener, I appreciate you coming back. This episode is with an old virtual friend of mine, Kate Anderson. Kate and I go way back to when I was running a blog called Now That's College, and she's been a follower ever since. She stuck around for the switch from Now That's College to Modern Day Overthinker and didn't abandon me, and I appreciate that. Which is fine if you did abandon me, because I changed brands and flipped the script on everybody. Anyway, Kate and I had an opportunity to discuss a variety of things in her personal life, which include such things as anxiety, depression, suicidal ideation, quitting drinking, fear of medication, treating your mind and body like a car that needs maintenance regularly so you don't break down. I like that analogy a lot. Okay, you've all heard enough of me. Now into the episode with Kate Anderson. to the modern day overthinker podcast welcome back if you're if it's your first time listening i appreciate you tuning in tonight's guest today's guest this morning's guest whenever you're listening is kate anderson welcome kate you are here with me virtually i haven't done a virtual podcast in a while so welcome thank you thanks thanks for having me so kate i want to start off by uh introducing you and how we kind of know each other virtually (laughs) And uh, you're, it's been a long time uh, that you've been interacting with my, with my former account and Modern Overthinker. So tell me a little bit about, I want to hear from your perspective, uh, <laughs> what you noticed and because I changed some things on people when it came to now that's college and then it came to Modern Day Overthinker. So and then also just a little bit of background about you and what we wanted to talk about today. Yeah, so I've like known you or like your content since, I don't know, yeah, since now it's college, which I think was like 2012 or 2013, somewhere you would know better exactly around. It depends on when, when you started following the account. The account started in like 2010. Okay. So I was pretty soon after that then, probably like a year or two later. I started college in 2011. So probably, uh, I don't remember if I started like right when I started college or pretty the year after. So probably, yeah, like 2011, 2012 then. Depends on how (laughs) engaged you were on Twitter because that's where we were first. And then Very, so very. I was like a big Twitter person back then. Yeah. Yeah. That was like my main social media. Yeah. Um, I just have more time. <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like that's one that like you just need time to just like dig through tweets. Oh yeah. Um, oh, yeah. but yeah, so I started following the account. Um, I was posting a lot. So I think that like you guys started like reposting stuff 
that I was posting on there or like, yeah. I don't remember. I like posted something outside, like my, my college one time, like a sign or something. And you guys were posted that. And then I think like, we were just like in touch, like with like DM occasionally things like that, just about like, haha, that's funny. Or like, I don't remember. Yeah. Anything like ridiculous or funny or just yeah out there. We would, we would share it for the most part. Yeah. That, that was yeah. Kind of yeah. And then, um, and then I kind of moved like myself, I became like, I was more on like Instagram. I moved like to Europe after college. And so I, um, was like on different times than everyone. Oh, and like, yeah. I was like Twitter, like Twitter is like, it's in the moment, you know? And so I was on like a different time and I was like, this isn't working on. Mm-hmm. Um, so like Instagram and then Maybe you guys were on Instagram also. Yeah. So then I started following you guys on Instagram. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I don't remember when exactly, but one day it was just modern day overthinker yeah. instead, which I was like, that's cool because like most people, I went from like college. A lot of people awesome. were getting older that my, my following was getting older. Yeah. My followers were getting yeah. older too. So it's like, it kind of made sense both ways, but yeah. some people didn't, the new people didn't stick around, which is fine. Uh, Cause they were like, Fair enough. Uh, I didn't follow this account and I'm, yeah I'm they're like we're now. not depressed yet we're still yeah. having fun we're still yeah having fun. we're not depressed we're not in the real world yet so yeah we're not stressed we're still having fun yeah so fair enough but um for me I was like oh this makes sense because you know I I followed because it was still cool like the stuff was still funny um but it definitely wasn't like you know I wasn't in college anymore and so when I saw that it transitioned over plus like I felt like I had like known you like we'd talked and I was like oh like I know this guy like I'm cool I'm down to see like what the and new journey just, is like let's it was go down to just me because it was not yeah there was me. another yeah there was another guy yeah yeah me, me and my me and my friend Matt uh did it or we started it and yeah, Matt, uh, Matt grew up faster than I did. And he, uh, <laughs> he's now married and has a kid and another kid on the way. I think they just had another kid. Wow. Well, good for him. Him. Good for him. Everybody's having kids. Yeah, I haven't, t- I haven't talked to, I haven't talked to him in a little while, but yeah, he's doing well. Yeah. I was probably like DMing him sometimes too, you know, yeah, you like never, I was didn't just know who you're talking to. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was like you. And that's why I'm using like you guys, because it was like you guys for a while. And then it was yeah. like, it wasn't, um, and it's not like you were like, Hey, just me now or anything. So in my mind, it was always kind of like, it's, it's a group college, effort. like, you know, as like a brand, I mean, not a brand, but like as a brand, you know what I mean? Like as a, a thing concept and then transition just into like a different concept yeah, um, now that's college was very interesting. I learned a lot from that about <laughs> how things work online and how to interact with people online and how to engage yeah. with people and network. And I still have a lot of contacts from now that's college, not as many as I used to, but uh yeah, the guy who founded I'm Schmacked, uh, I I reached out to him the other day and he big time me. Um, which uh I actually didn't know him as well. It, there were two founders of I'm Schmack. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. That one was huge. I'm Schmack was huge. They had money backing them and stuff. We didn't have that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Just a I, couple I think of guys a just of messing around. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they had a lot of money and they treated it more like a business than we did. Yeah. Uh, and uh, which was fine. And they did a really good job. They were really successful. 
Uh, I think it was Aria is the one that I reached out to because he kept showing up on my Twitter feed or not mm. Twitter feed on my uh, TikTok feed because I've recently got hooked to TikTok over the last yeah. year. Yeah, see, now TikTok's the new one, you know? Yeah, it's bad. Uh, <laughs> I like it, though. I, I thought I would hate it, uh, but yeah, I'm hooked to it now. Uh, yeah, TikTok and Instagram are mainly the ones that I'm on right now. And yeah, I've been liking the I, I I stay on Instagram mainly because of the reels because they've been pushing the reels like hardcore. Uh, yeah, I've been the reels that I've been posting have been at least getting a thousand views. Like if they pop off, they get more than that. And if they get over a yeah. certain amount, that Instagram actually pays me a little bit, which is I'll take. Oh, cool. Money. So uh, I'll probably get. Uh, Taxis don't be fun, but what we'll see what happens. It's not that much money though, so I don't know. So that's like an extra way for me to engage and get more. Basically, I'm just trying to get more listeners on the podcast because coming, especially now over the and over the last year, I've been just putting out episodes way more than I have at the beginning. At the beginning, the podcast was kind of more of an idea and kind of like see how it goes type of thing, and now it's like people are starting to get more engaged and like asking me about it. And I'm just like, okay, cool. now I have to really focus on putting out, putting out more episodes and uh, got to give the people what they want. Yeah. And some people <laughs> want video involved and all that stuff. I'm like, I got to start with just making sure the audio is good and making sure the yeah content is there for like spot, mainly Spotify and Apple is where most people listen. There's a few other right. apps that I make sure I'm on as well, but yeah, we wanted to talk about, I could talk about depression all day. Uh, <laughs> yeah. We both have a uh, major depressive disorder. I was diagnosed with that at a very young age. Uh, they actually thought I was bipolar. I've talked about that before, too. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been misdiagnosed, but that's not fun. Uh, no, I haven't. That's, yeah, I haven't. That's uh, yeah, no, I I started going to therapy when I was... Um, not super duper young. I was in high school still, but they were like, you're good. You don't have anything. Like I was like, no, I think I have anxiety. Like I'm, I'm really perfectionist, like perfectionistic. Let's messing up my life. And they're like, you seem pretty perfect to us. I was like, that's, that's the point. (laughs) That's like the least, like the least helpful thing you could have said. I'm like, I know, like, yeah, like I'm, you know, killing myself suffering to like achieve this level that I'm holding myself to like being told, well, you seem pretty perfect is just like pushing me further into that. And like, it wasn't healthy. So not misdiagnosis, but definitely been like led down the wrong path. By oh yeah. That before. can happen. Yeah. <laughs> Especially at that age. And it's like, it's tough to gauge really if you know, this is like can be like you all the time for the rest of your life. Yeah. It's just like hormones and, yeah like lack your own self-awareness right like i didn't really know myself either versus now i'm like oh no like i know that this is not like how it's supposed to be yeah the self-awareness is kind of annoying sometimes though isn't it yeah definitely like you can feel it you're like oh man it's like when people can feel like a headache coming on i'm like i can feel that with like like more depressive moments or like high anxiety i can like feel it coming i'm like oh man i wish i could enjoy this moment but nope i'm too self-aware i know it's coming yeah like here comes the cloud Uh, yeah exactly yeah i have like 
yeah, the way I process things and things don't hit me when they actually occur. Uh, like, for example, like I had, uh, I did, I've been doing comedy the last year and yeah. that's been really fun. It's also been getting me out of my comfort zone, which I'm trying to do more of that. Like that really helps with anxiety from what I've noticed anyway. And a little yeah. bit of it with depression as well. But yeah. uh, stand up I've been doing for a little over a year, but I did my first show where I hosted it and I put it together and I put together the comedians and I picked the venue and all that stuff. I did all of that and I've never done any of this. I've never done any event like this ever. And it uh, ended up being a huge success. Yeah. Just, I was completely floored and I was in shock for like a good couple of hours. At least it's, it didn't start really hitting me until like I got home and I was away from everybody. And then I sat down and I was like, uh, I can't believe that just happened. And I'm like, (laughs) yeah, that really happened. I really did all that. And it was like, but, and at the same time, like I got to do more. I, the next show has got to be bigger. I got to make the next, I got to make. Yeah. I live in that. I live in that, which is like my big problem and like feeds into mine a lot. It's like, like, I'm always in that, but this didn't go right. (sighs) And this didn't. Yeah. And they could have had this set up better because we actually got to a point where we had so many people in this room where we had to turn people away. Wow. Yeah, which is a good problem to have, but I'm like, yeah, dang it. Yeah, but was, like, still, you're like, could have been more perfect, though. Yeah, yeah it could have been better. And da, 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 <laughs> like, one of the comedians pissed a couple people off. And I, that, it's like, you can't do a comedy show, but he also like really pushes <laughs> the line. But it's just the way it is. Like, yeah, comedy's like the one thing we have left where we can actually do that. So I don't know. Some people still try to police comedy, and I'm just like, just let us have this, please. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I get it. It's like, a, it's a messy situation, right? Like, you never want to, like, really, really offend somebody. But it's like, you have to be able to laugh at yourself, you know? Like, you and I think some be, people can't, like, laugh show. at themselves. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's healthy, too, to be able to, like, laugh at yourself. Even if it's um, not yourself, it's just, like, uncomfortable situation. Because he's, like... Yeah. My friend Austin's like a very, I don't know if you've ever heard of Anthony Jeselnik. I don't think so. He's a very dark comic. Like he says really ridiculous, like ridiculously off the wall, offensive things to try to get uncomfortable and like laugh. Just and like situations where you're like, should I even be, is it even appropriate for me to be laughing at this? But it's still funny. Like that thing. And he refuses to change his style, which is fine. And I respect that. But that, yeah, this is the type of comic I want to be. And this is who I want to be. And he's very good at it. But which fair enough. See, I work with autistic kids and that's also like a lot of my clients. That's their sense of humor, too, is like they go straight to like dark and they will say things with like a straight face, like no problem. And so sometimes I'm like. You're joking, right? And they are like they're totally joking. Yeah, we but, have like, a couple comedians so... that are on the spectrum, and <laughs> yeah, and they. Uh, luckily, I know them well enough to know that they're joking. But like, yeah, they'll say some. The some delivery is stuff. just yeah, yeah on point though because I'm like you. I mean, because sometimes that thing where you're like you catch yourself and you're like, oh my god, are they jo-? like that's funny sometimes because it like yeah. it's the same way that people. Who like they love being scared, like because it gets you like yeah, that feeling where you're yeah. like, uh, 
you know, it's kind of the same thing. I think with that type of comedy is it gets you that feeling where you're like, uh, and that's what like then gets you to laugh is when you're like, okay, wow, that really, you know, caught me. Yeah. And then somebody else laughs and like, okay, it's okay to laugh. Now. Yeah, exactly. Like it is a comedy show. It's safer in a comedy show to laugh because you're safe here. And everyone <laughs> on stage is just joking. That's literally what they're doing. That's yeah. Job. That's what they came here for. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So like, yeah, perfectionism. I know a lot about that. Yeah. I've ran into that with, uh, with my mute. I do music stuff too. And right, I've, yeah. I've run into that. Uh, that's why I don't, mix or master my stuff anymore i have somebody else do it because i will just sit mm-hmm. there and like nitpick little things and i'm just like i don't even touch it anymore i might give feedback but otherwise i'm just like i just want to record and deliver what i want to deliver and then somebody else can tweak it because otherwise i'll sit there and then i've gone so far as to tweaking something so much where it just like sounds terrible so yeah yeah. I mean, that's why I like, even like on talking about like Instagram, like I can't like, like I'll put like a filter or like I have just like presets because mm-hmm. I just can't be the type of person that like, that, like, like goes in there to... and like photoshops it up and stuff because I will find so many things wrong, you know, that it'll start to look fake. Yeah. And like, yeah. and I think, you know, there are more reasons why I don't like editing. that type of stuff. But like, for me, it's just like, I have to just be like, all right, I'm just going to like throw a brightening filter on there just because the picture is kind of dark. And like, yeah. you know, I have like, I don't, you know, it looks a little better for realistic reasons. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, I just have to like, let it like throw it up on there and like walk away from it because even stuff like that, I'll just get like caught in it. Well, like, Oh, well, like, you know, is it too dark? Is it too, and I'm just like, man I've just or like like likes and things like that like there have been times in my life where like I care about like likes and I've had just you know when I was younger and now I'm like my Instagram is for me like the pictures on there it's because it's like it's what I like and it's like my own photo journal like I'll go back and like or like when I'm kind of feeling crappy right like I'll go back and like look and be like wow but look how fun when I you know did this or like here I am next to my friends. Like that was a great day or like, you know, and that's what I'm posting for, like not for the likes. And so sometimes like, because the likes, if you post on there, the likes come in anyways, you know, I have to yeah. not, you have to consciously not care about that because that is affecting people's mental health bad. And like, Oh yeah. You kind of have to like, not, that clock you, you have to make a, yeah, you have to make a conscious decision to like, not worry about it because it's like little things like the time of the day you post you know, you might not get as many likes and it, yeah. your brain, you can't let your brain go like, oh, is it that like everyone hates me and thinks like I'm so stupid and ugly? And like, no, it's that you posted it like at a time of the day, people weren't online and like, you know, it's like changing that thinking. And that's yep. a lot of what I do in my therapy sessions too. It's like changing that thinking because it's so easy to be like, oh, everyone hates me and thinks like this is stupid when it's not that 99% of the time. No, most people don't care at all. No, no, no one. They're too busy in their own head. So no, no one's like searching me up to be like, what stupid thing did Kate post today? Like, no one's doing that. Maybe, maybe like two people, but you know, there maybe some exes or something. Yeah, which good for them. Yeah, (laughs) I'll keep putting out the content for them. If you're still listening, I appreciate it. Make sure you subscribe, like, and leave a review wherever you are listening. It really helps. So I can get some more listeners and get you some more guests. All right, back into it.
So yeah, you recently started taking medication, correct? Yeah, I did. You were on the fence about it, as most people I, are. So yes. what was your main, uh, there's obviously multiple reasons probably why you didn't want to get on medication, but what yeah. was like one of the, a couple of the main reasons, like you were a little bit hesitant. Yeah. So my depression and my anxiety, I'm diagnosed with both. And so sometimes they go hand in hand and sometimes they go head to head. Um, you know, it's like people are like, oh, depression makes you sleep all the time, but like anxiety keeps you up. And like, that's the definitely true for me. Like I'm tired all the time, but then I can't actually sleep. And I think a lot of people experience that as well. Where like, if you kind of experience both, how they kind of, sometimes they work together um, against yeah. you <laughs> and sometimes they're working against each other and you. Um, and so um, I think for me, a lot of it was like anxiety based um, I suffer a lot with suicidal thoughts. Um, that's like my main, um, difficulty. The rest of the stuff is so like a lot easier for me to thoughts, deal with. Like not necessarily like that you really want to do it, but just like, to be honest with you both, to be honest with you both, okay. I've gotten like, I've gotten in some pretty like low places, like some ideation i've i've been to ideation um mm-hmm. not currently at ideation which um is great um yeah. when i went on the make the medication back in may i was um unfortunately at ideation um and you know at that point kind of my anxieties which were based that was the original question sorry um yeah. about basically like um just like my health is already like not great. And so I was like, do I want to get on more medications? There's already medications that I have to take pretty regularly. And so I was concerned about, is this another medication I'm going to get on that I'm going to have to take the rest of my life. I have Mm -hmm. like a thyroid medication. I have to be, once you start it, like you just have to take it the rest of your life. And like, I already have one of those. I have other ones that are like pretty regular for me. Um, and so it was kind of part of that. Um, I, even though they tell me it's not related, I have a lot of like migraines and stuff. And I was just worried about like, you know, changing the chemistry in my brain, how it might affect my migraines because my migraines are debilitating for me. So like, that was a concern for me. A lot of it was like health concerns. Um, just side not effects. wanting to, yeah. Side effects. The side effects were not even like my biggest concern. It was more just about like, do I really want to like get, you know, into another medication? Um, yeah. Side effects were part of it though. Um, and I did experience some of those, but definitely I didn't know as much about the side effects until I kind of like started. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah. Um, so yeah, to answer your original question before I got off track, those are kind of like the reasons I was like hesitant about taking it. That makes sense. And then the reason you started taking it was probably because you yeah. were in a very dark place. <laughs> I was in a very, very, very dark place. Um, I went in for like a checkup at my doctor and they were like, ever experienced any like depressed, like depression? And I was like, oh yeah. I was like, yeah, I like, Absolutely. yeah, I'm like barely making it through every day. <laughs> like, and they were like, oh, um, like tell us more about that. And they were like, we literally can't let you go home. Like we're going to have to keep you for like a 72 hour hold. And Ooh. I was like, no, 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 no. Like I got yeah, I got to go to work. Like I, like I can't, I can't. Um, and my job is unfortunately probably like the most important thing to me. Like I put things above 
like I put my job above things I probably shouldn't. Um, yeah. And so in that moment, I was like, no, like I have my responsibilities. Like yeah. I need to go home tonight. Like I need to like, like, no. Um, and so, you know, they kind of said, okay, like we will, um, let you leave, but you have to leave with this medication. Um, and so we kind of like negotiated. I was like in a negotiation did a, did, situation. Did they give you an ad, like an Ativan or something like that on your way out or something? No, actually, no, they didn't. They didn't. Um, they did that to me when I went to the hospital. <laughs> I think it was Ativan. They gave me something that made me feel really awesome for a while. Um, yeah. Or less shitty, I should say, because I didn't feel great. Um, yeah. Because I was in the ER having suicidal thoughts. So. Yeah. yeah, they didn't give me, I think maybe because like, I didn't go in there for that. Yeah, um, but okay. yeah, but they were like, whoa, like, whoa. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were like, you're not good. Um, and I was like, no, I've never no, pretended not. to be good. Yeah, no, I'm not good. No, I have like, no, I'm barely making it through each day. And so um, we already going to therapy before this. So I was, yeah, I've been going to therapy for, I've gone on and off for mm. A decade more than a decade um yeah. but I was well I was seeing a therapist and then my insurance changed and so I technically I hadn't been seeing my therapist just for like that month um but I was like yeah no because it so that's what it was it wasn't a checkup it was like my first appointment like after having switched insurances just to like make sure I could get all my medications all that stuff like going and they just like, you know, ask that question because they always ask those questions. And I was like, oh, yeah, like, no, I'm not good. <laughs> and they were like, oh, my God. OK. And they made me see the psychiatrist like right then and there. So yeah. it's pretty, pretty nuts. Um, and basically, the thing that made me decide to just take it was I was like. All those other reasons, like if I just kill myself, I'm not going to make it to work anyway, <laughs> obviously, like I'm not going to. um it doesn't matter. I'm not going to be on like whatever medications my body is on, whatever health things are going on. Like if I'm dead, it doesn't matter. And it was yeah. kind of just like a last resort where I was like, might as well, like, yeah, yeah. What's the I might as well happen? just try it. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so that was like end of May ish. And I actually, I kept it. I I've heard this is pretty common. I like kept it for like a week before I even took it. And then I took one and then I didn't take it for like a week. And then, uh, now I'm, I take it regularly. Yeah. 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 Cause I like freaked out. I just want to make sure I didn't like, you know, drop dead or anything, but obviously I wouldn't, that's not a side effect or anything, but you know, anxiety no. will do that to you. So, no. um, I had a doctor tell me he was, he was a goofy doctor. Uh, he was funny though. Uh, he was a good doctor, but he just would always crack jokes. And when yeah. I first got put on Prozac, he told me, and I was like, 15, 14, something like that. And he was like, the only way that you could kill yourself by taking these drugs is if you stuck too many, too many up your nose and held your breath for too long. And I was like, <laughs> that is the most ridiculous thing, thing I've ever heard. But all right, I get the point. I can't yeah, see, on this. I love that type of doctor. I do yeah. love that type of doctor yeah. because I'm like, it's kind of like the same thing you said, the comedy, like when I'm already yeah. in that dark place, like I need that dark comedy oh, yeah. to like, it's the only thing I'm going to, if I can't laugh in that moment, I'm going to cry. So, you know, I think it's, it's good to have, I like that type of doctor who's like, we're just going to joke about it because we're already here. Like shit's oh, yeah, already fucked sure. up. We might as well just, 
<laughs> might as well just get through it the I best throw we my can. Therapist off sometimes because I'm <laughs> cracking up about stupid stuff, and that's just like same. Yeah, yeah. We need I'm always like making her laugh, and yeah. Like, which kind of like I know leads to one of our talking points. Yeah. Where she's always like, you don't seem like depressed all the time yeah, <laughs> until you start telling me. And throwing up yeah. yeah. I'm masking really well and deflecting and like I have good coping mechanisms for dealing with this for so long. So natural, yeah. Just <laughs> yeah. Defense mechanisms and things. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, using humor is a good thing, but if you're using it to mask a bunch of other stuff and not talking about those things, it's not good. And right. I've ran into, I think I've started like the mental health discussion within my group of comedy friends because they know I do a yeah. podcast and I've had multiple comedians on the podcast uh, because they make for great guests. Yeah. And <laughs> I haven't met a comedian yet. There's only been one comedian that I've met so far that was like, yeah, I've never been to therapy. Never thought no. he's just like, fine. I'm just like, <laughs> what? And that's the super dark comic. <laughs> okay. And he just likes writing those jokes. He's just a good writer. And like, he knows like what buttons to push and what things. Yeah. Say. He's like, therapy would take my edge off, man. It would ruin my jokes. It would ruin his <laughs> jokes. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. Fuck. See, that's dark. That's dark. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. Um, but for the most part, yeah, all the comedians that I've met, uh, one of my friends, Dana, who I'm going to have on the podcast soon, and he has a joke where he talks about how he does comedy because he can't afford therapy. Yeah. And uh, I think that's hilarious because, yeah, I I pay out of pocket for my therapy. And I know there's yeah, people that... Sucks. That um that struggle with uh with being able to afford therapy or get into therapy, that's why I push the virtual therapy to people because you can get in way quicker. Like yeah, I started doing online therapy like right when the pandemic started. Obviously, I kind of had to, uh, and yeah, then I've just haven't really stopped since. Like there, um, yeah, well, it's so convenient. Like it's so convenient. I know I mentioned this earlier. Um before we were recording, but like, I see my therapist in my car at lunch because my therapist has the same hours as I do. I do either eight to five or nine to six. And frustrating thing about my job doesn't let me take time off for that. Um, which is a whole nother, you know, kind of conversation, but, um, so, (laughs) um, so, you know, that kind of sucks, but, um, so the time that I have is I have an hour lunch break. And so I just bring my lunch and I I sit in my car and I do my therapy um, in my car at lunch. And I, other, I otherwise wouldn't be able to do therapy, most likely, you know. And so it's so convenient now the options that we have that I'm able to just like hop in my car and see my therapist on my lunch break. Um, otherwise, because I get I think a lot of people, their hesitation is like, oh, I don't have the money, which fair or I don't have the time which also fair and so I think yeah the virtual therapy has like opened up a lot of options for people um to make it more accessible and especially for me time-wise it's just been like huge just to be able to to do it during those like little breaks that I have well yeah because it's important to you so and you're making time that's also a bit good thing to bring up because yeah people will use time as an excuse but I mean you can make time for stuff if you really want it to happen you have to like if you 
if you broke your leg, it's you important. would have, you would leave work and go. And I, I think people don't look at like mental health crises the same way. Not um, yet. It's getting, yeah, there, it's, it's getting quite. there. It's we're definitely headed in that direction, which is a good thing. But yeah, even so, I, I think it's more about maintenance too. Like don't wait until it's a crisis. Right. Exactly. Like you have to kind of people, cause people think, Oh, I don't have to go to therapy. Everything's fine. I'm like, you should start going now do maintenance like you gotta do maintenance like think about your car you don't wait until that thing's like dragging on the ground exactly you're like oh i'm due for an oil change i better go do it before like my engine blows up you know and like i don't know anything about cars and i know i better go do that when that little light comes on because if not like my car's not gonna run anymore and same with my body if my body is giving me signs that like i am not good i need to go exactly because if not then you know, it's my bumper dragging on the ground, you know, and physically or mentally, it's the same yeah. thing. But I think people don't look at it the same because, you know, we cut corners. And I think de- with depression, anxiety, too, like I know for myself, it's like I cut corners all the time, um, like all the time with stuff. And I know you had mentioned before to me, too, that, like, you know, people who when they're really depressed, like the thing that goes is like they're like um, hygiene Um, they're not able to like take showers, brush their teeth or like clean. Um, and for me, it's the same way. Like I cut corners and a lot of those corners I cut are like with my health, with taking care of myself, um, and like kind of masking, like to the outside world, I'm doing all the stuff I need to do to seem good. But then in my house, it's like a mess. Like when I am in a bad mental place, like my house is a mess. I'm not eating well. I'm not sleeping well. I'm, you know, all of those things, um, not doing I'm not doing doing the things I enjoy yeah the things that I enjoy like I I shut down my friends are like are you good and I'm like no and they're like we know we haven't heard from you in like a month like my phone is just off you know it's it's that type of thing that gets like cut and I think it's so easy yes and that's like a big thing for me and so I think it's important to kind of do you live alone um, do you live with your boyfriend I live with my boyfriend I, I live with my boyfriend um I have lived alone though. And, you know, that's, as a depressed person. Yeah. yeah. And so there have been times where people are like, we, where are you? <laughs> and because I just get into the isolation mode and I'm still going to work every day and no yeah. one at work knows anything's wrong. No, um, but you know, once I get home, I just like am laying on my couch in the fetal position, like eating one M&M at a time for dinner, you know, until I, wake up the next morning and do it again like so I think we cut a lot of corners as like depressed people as well and it's like important to like do this like go to the therapy because that's going to keep you from getting to that place in the first place and also the one thing I've one thing that I cut corners on and I have always cut corners on for a long time is my physical health yeah and whether it's Eating right, I'm still not great at. I've gotten better, but uh, yeah. I at least implemented working out, going to the gym, and making that a regular routine thing. And yeah. uh, over the last year, I really implemented that. And I've noticed quite the change with my, uh, obviously, physical and mental health. It goes yeah. hand in hand. And totally. It's another good, healthy outlet for me to go to the gym and you know get that time in and i people have asked me like my friends that are wanting to go to the gym they're like oh do you want to be a gym buddy i'm like no no gym buddies <laughs> i go by myself that's my it's like 
my, it's like another therapy session. Yeah. And that's like yeah. my, it's like my sanctuary, like my church, like that's what I do. And that's how I have to treat it too. And it's, yeah. Um, you have to treat it like as like an appointment, like you have to treat it, you know, that way, like as I if it is therapy like, and like, I'm going to get a cancellation fee if I don't go, because if not, it's so easy to cut it out. I've told people, uh, and it's funny cause I'm single and I don't, I haven't been dating a whole lot on and off, but uh, I told somebody that I had a date the other day and it was me going to the gym and they're like, oh, I have a date. And I was, like, wanted to hear about it. Like, no, I have a date with the gym. I'm like, I yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, I mean, it's even more important, you know, I, I feel, you well, know, that world. stuff. The dating world is, is don't even, that's a whole nother thing. Don't even get me started on that. Oh, I've not, been there. You don't, you don't have to worry about it right now. You were very <laughs> lucky. It is it is it's rough out here. Oh, but like also, you know, I think being in a relationship when you're depressed and anxious is like a oh, whole nother yeah. thing because oh, yeah, that's sure. one thing that I liked. Uh, so I'm a person who likes being single. Um, actually, I prefer being single. I'm more used complicated. to complicated. Yeah, I kind of like it. And and then I want to get love in a relationship. It. And then as soon as I start like getting into a relationship i get scared and i get really like uncomfortable and i'm like uh did i yeah. make the right decision here well for me it's because like i can't isolate like i can't I, yeah. I, I live with my boyfriend i can't be like you know and i can ask him like i need my space like i need some alone yeah, time yeah, yeah. but like i i can't like come home with lay on my fetal position and eat m&ms because he's me like kate like you this is not good for you like yeah, yeah, yeah. like you know and in some ways he's it's good because he's like yeah, he's like, I'll make you some food. And, you know, that's really helpful. Like, yeah, I'm so grateful helpful. for that. Yeah. It is nice to have a partner in that way. But other ways, like it, you know, it's accountability, which is good. But sometimes when you're like in that survival mode, like you're like, I don't want anyone close to me. Like, I'm just trying to get through the day and I don't need I like I can't worry about anyone else right now. And when you're in a relationship, sometimes you, like you have to do you, get you a have little, to you have to be really selfish sometimes. And yeah, exactly. And like, you can't be that. all the time when you're in a relationship because there's like, you know, I live with someone else. I can't, you know, I, I have to deal with my stuff because it's not fair for like my life to be always a mess when like someone else is so involved with my life. So sometimes that's good. And sometimes it's, it makes it tougher. And sometimes I do miss like being single when I am like living on my own, when I could just be like, all right, like, back into my cave where I'm safe, you know, um, I don't have that luxury anymore. Yeah, and in some ways out. it's good. Yeah. It's always, it's good. Some ways it's bad. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it depends on your perspective and the way you look at it. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. I've gotten caught really mine. My thing is, yeah, I've been got, yeah, I've gotten really comfortable being single. Yeah. Cause I've spent most of my time single. I bet I've only been in a couple serious relationships the last one was the longest relationship I've ever had, and that was two years, and it felt like a decade, uh, <laughs> just because of me not being in a serious relationship for that long ever before yeah. that. And we spent a lot. We spent like all basically, basically every day, all day together, almost, uh, especially during the pandemic. Like, uh, we're yeah. both working from home, working remote, and uh, so yeah, spent a lot of time together. And yeah, got got to the point where I got burnt out, but, uh, I learned a lot from that. And I was like, man, and once I was single, I was, you know, I was a little, at first I was like, yes, I'm free. Do whatever <laughs> yeah. I want. Um, I don't dance to anyone. Not that she was like 
um, super controlling or anything. She wasn't like that, but yeah. you know what I mean? Like I was just like, no. Oh, yeah. yeah it's it was, like I said, you you were accountable to someone. Yeah. I didn't have to be accountable to anyone, which was great. Yeah. Uh, and so I really enjoyed that for a while. And then when she got into a relationship, then it messed me up. And I was like, oh, wait, <laughs> I really am alone. And what's wrong with me? And, da, 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 and all the second guessing and stuff like that. And I was like, like, wait, you broke up with her, idiot. Like, what's wrong with you? Like, uh, and then, then I was like, oh, yeah. And then it took a little while. And then I kind of was like, oh, OK. And then I got on some of the dating apps and stuff like that. And I was like, this is terrible. And <laughs> um, I met one girl from a dating app and she was cool. But then she was like, nah, man, I've like been on a couple dates and just nothing's been that exciting to me. And it's just like nothing as exciting as my freedom <laughs> and me being able to do whatever I want. Like I can randomly go to, like since I do comedy now, I can randomly be like, hey, I'm going to go do this open mic. I don't have to like schedule it out or anything. I can just go. Yeah. And yeah. If I need to go to a recovery meeting, I can go to a recovery meeting because I go to those. So, and just doing things like that. And, uh, now I got to, I've gotten to the point where like, if I do get into a relationship with somebody, they're going to have to realize how busy I am. Cause it's, I'm very busy right now. <laughs> yeah. But I think that's like how it should be. I think like a lot of people kind of get used to like, you know, depending on someone else, like kind of like making your life revolve around like your partner. And like, it's it, for me, that was, I think one of the initial things that kind of like exacerbated my depression in the first place was that um I got into a relationship not with the guy I'm with now um I had an ex-boyfriend when I lived in Spain who um we lived together and he didn't have family there I didn't have family there we had some friends there but like no one we were as close to as each other um oh, and yeah. and so we kind of just became each other's like world you know because we just we were there in a country that was foreign to both of us and um and it just became like really unhealthy it was really bad for my mental health that like you know my life kind of became around one person it was my job and him and like that was my life and so it was like if he didn't want to go do trivia on Wednesday night like I didn't go and like um, after that relationship, now I'm the type of person, like I do go. And like, if my boyfriend now doesn't want to go, I'm like, all right, well, like, you know, I'm send going. good wishes for me. Yeah. Like, I hope I win. Like I'm going to win a bar tab and you're going to be sad and I'm going to have mozzarella sticks and you're not, um, yeah. you know, so, you know, and, and, and I don't, okay I don't even drink, too, but like, I like, good. yeah, I like going out and doing stuff. Um, and so in the point where I'm, better about that because I was I was very scared of that well not scared other people made me scared which yeah we're like oh, you're not drinking now you can't be hanging around bars or you can't be doing yeah this uh, it's a extent, change it depends on it depends on why you're there if you yeah realize why you're at that location if you're there to socialize and not there to drink it's a totally different perspective like the other yeah. day I was at a bar because they had a, they had an open mic. That's the reason I was there. I stayed at that yeah. bar because they also had a pool table and I wanted to play pool. Yeah. And like 
those type of things or like trivia. Exactly. Yeah, like I love a trivia night. I love a trivia night and like I will order bingo at a bar. And I was like, oh shit, I'll yeah. do that. Um, yeah. I love trivia and apps. Like I will pretty much go like if there's like some sort of event. I well, the reason I don't drink um is yeah, more so for like health reasons. Physical health first. Yes. I have like stomach ulcers. It's like a whole thing. So like my stomach like literally bleeds if I drink. So that makes it pretty easy to like decide not to do that. Yeah. That's an- um, and so that was also going on kind of when um that ex and I moved in together too. So I think that like, that's really when I became like very depressed was like in that situation. And I think, cause it was just like a lot at once. I was like in a different country where like, I didn't know a lot of people. Um, I was just getting like caught up into where like my life revolved around like my job and one person and that's it. Um, and I was, it was a lifestyle change. Like you said, like to a lot of the events, like in our social circles, like in this age and not even this age, to be honest, because I know people, no, no. older people who are the same drink like revolves around drinking. Let's go get a drink. Like, Oh, come to this. We're going to have a drink. Like, do you want to come drink? <laughs> like it's literally like revolves around drinking, you know? And so, um, it was like a big lifestyle change too, because it was like, well, what the heck am I going to do now to go have fun when like all I'm like, what do you want to do tonight? And all my friends say, let's drink, drink, drink this, drink that. And I'm like, uh, like, can we just go bowling? You know, like, it, oh, you yeah, know, it was yeah, a big yeah. lifestyle change for me. And so, you know, I think that led to a lot of my like initial kind of deep dive into my depression as well. Once you once this is something I noticed and other people have noticed, I didn't know if it affected you, but once you stopped drinking, did you notice that certain friends really didn't contact you anymore? Well, so the problem is that for me, it happened at the same time that I moved. And so okay. I was on like, I was far away. I was on a completely different time zone. So it's yeah. hard for me to know how much of that was Impact. moving out of the country, how much of that was me not drinking anymore. Um, but definitely there are people who like, I don't hang out with as much anymore. Such a part of their life Mm -hmm, where I'm like, guys, like if the event, like, like I'm down to go to the beach and have the beach be the main event. If you guys like get drunk, like do you, I don't care. But like, if the main event is drinking, it's, it's just not fun for me anymore. Just like where I'm not in my like life. Yeah. I get bored and annoyed. I'm just like, nah, I'm good. Yeah, like I like to be out and doing stuff, but like if the main event is something I can't do, and that would apply to anything. Like it's the same reason like going like to watch someone else play golf isn't fun for me. Like because I don't like golf. Like I don't want to golf, and so I wouldn't like go to something where the main event was golf. But like I'll go to Top Golf where everyone's like hanging out, chilling, and like you hit a couple golf balls. You know what I mean? Like yeah. it just depends on like why everyone is there. Like you said before. I think we're supposed to be getting a talk top golf here that'd be nice i've never played top before <laughs> but i know about it and it's there's one in chicago which i'm not too far from chicago I'm yeah like, it's like a big yeah it's big a huge thing, thing. yeah it's, really it's all cool. the trendy like, yeah like it's a cool concept it's like a social thing where like you hit a couple golf balls like i can get behind that but like the same reason i wouldn't like go game. to a golf course to golf is the same reason i wouldn't like go to yeah, my friend's comparison. drinking party if it was just like the main thing to do there was drinking like I'm down to go if there's going to be like people there to like that I like talking to or like games or like you know I'm so down for a game night um 
But mm-hmm. yeah, I just can't do like pure drinking nights anymore. Like I'm just, I just don't have it in me anymore. And also you're just, you're just getting older. It's like that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm tired. I'm like, I'm going to bed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So <Some laughs> this is past my like, bedtime guys. It's just like, I don't want to stay out that late anymore. Like, yeah. Like, I'm like, don't invite me to something that starts at 10 anymore. Like, I'm sorry. I'm just not going to come. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can especially if the main event is drinking like I can't I'm done yeah like if it's something like really exciting like oh it's a concert or something like I'm down oh yeah you know but if like if you're like yeah we're just gonna hang out I'm like no (laughs) I can't I can't uh, hang out at 10 p.m stuff like that was like there was a few things that were difficult for me to adjust to uh yeah yeah, being at yeah being at bars but then realizing why i was at bars then that changed the game completely uh yeah and uh weddings was one that was tough for me uh yeah because a big part of weddings uh revolved around drinking you know at the does, yeah and then well, it's basically just a party and just <laughs> party and yeah the first wedding i went to after i quit drinking was like i think i'd only been i only stopped for like i was only like four months in or something like that so i went to a wedding and but not only was it a wedding, it was a wedding with where my buddy from college was getting married. And it was a buddy that I got so drunk with all the time in college. Yeah. And so I thought the wedding was going to be like this big party. And it really wasn't actually. It was yeah. Very that's formal, nice. Nice wedding. And um, nobody really got like really drunk or Hammered, anything. Yeah. And it was very... It was not what I expected at all. Like I had these crazy like expectations, um, unrealistic expectations of what was going to happen and scenarios in my head. And yeah, and it was just fine. I think it's like proof that like everyone is kind of like moving in that direction because I had a lot of anxiety too that I was like, oh, am I, I going like, to be out of place if I go anyway and I'm not drinking? And then I think it's like nice to be in that situation and be like, oh. I no, like I, I think everyone's tired. You feel like you have to explain it all the time. And yeah, some people, some people do push it and they're annoying about it. And she's like, I, I don't drink. Like you could throw out the health reason though. I, which you probably have. Yeah. I, Me, I, I, throw I like out, don't usually though, because don't usually. I don't, I like to, I like to, because then I don't want to put other people who like, that's not their reason to feel like they need a reason. Yeah, that's a good point. And like so that. for me, yeah. so for me, it's like, I don't. don't want, I don't want to make it a thing where it's like, oh, well, I have a good reason. You know, it's like, if I like, if I don't want to drink, cause I don't feel like it, like that's a good enough reason. Yeah, like leave me alone. Reason. Yeah. 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 And so I just like to like, just not even go there usually, you know? Yeah. And I think, uh, where I live too, like in the Midwest and especially in Iowa, like there's not a lot of stuff going on, a lot of things to do. <laughs> so drinking is very, very like there's bar, there's bar, more bars yeah. than anything in my town. Yeah. Uh, and it's just the way it is. So everything is very influenced by alcohol. So that's the nice to, like, thing about San Diego. <laughs> you kind of have to explain like 
to people like when yeah uh, when you tell them that you don't drink they're like you're oh you're just taking a break or you're just <laughs> drink you're not gonna drink forever oh so you smoke weed then or or you yeah. do this or like I'm like no I don't do any of that actually <laughs> uh and they're like well what do you do then I'm like live my life I, I you know what's a good one <laughs> sometimes when people ask me that question if it gets that far I'll usually yeah. say like oh sugar like processed sugars and they're like you just like see the gears running in their head. I'm like, no processed sugars. I ate like seven cookies before I came here. And they're just like, <laughs> what the fuck? Um, but like other I'm times, like people cookies. are like, yeah, they're just like, why? Like, why aren't you drinking? And I'm like, oh, to save money. Like, you know how much money I'm saving? I'm literally, or like, I'll be like, oh, keeps my wallet fat and my waist skinny. Why? And like the people are like, okay. Like, and people will ask me another thing about it. Like, if I just like say like money, people are like, Oh, like I can't sense. argue with that. Like I spend so much money on alcohol. I'm like, yeah, that is true. Actually, uh, I've <laughs> oh man, I've noticed that. I found other dumb things to spend my money on, but oh yeah, me too. But if you say money, people like they can't argue with that. They're like, shit, they can't argue with that. No, <laughs> no like the alcohol at this party is free. I'm like, someone paid for it. Someone paid for it. Someone paid for it. <laughs> I've never had to go that far with my, I've never used that excuse really. I, I, I have said, yeah, having money because I, I talk about, uh, substance abuse in general and, and stuff too, which yeah. is more expensive than drinking. Uh, and so I'll talk about that. Like, I've, yeah. I've been like, well, now nah, I don't have to worry about being, you know, getting myself into debt because I have a addiction problem. Uh, yeah. So Yeah. Yeah, having to explain to people, but I, it's it's gotten better. Like I, I usually just say, you know, I don't, I, don't, I just don't drink, and usually people don't push it. But some, people, yeah, some, some people, people do. Yeah, some people do. Money. Yeah, yeah. And those are usually the people that shouldn't be drinking. It's, that's the funny. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. People who can't understand why you're there and not drinking, it kind of tells you a lot. I was. That it tells person. you a lot. Yeah. Yeah, it tells you a lot. And like, I do have, I know people like that. And like, they can't imagine being out and not being drunk. And it's like, I think it's a good moment of like self-reflection to be like, why is that, you know? Yeah, that's why I thought like when I quit drinking, like my life was over. I'm like, I was like, I'm never going to have fun anymore. Yeah. Totally not true at all. Yeah. Because my life revolved around partying like for so long and even yeah not even just parties but like like even if i would like have a girl's night in it was like why night like even like yeah even like nights in that weren't parties were still like alcohol was involved yeah 100 percent 100 percent and so that definitely just live like that until they die that's the lifestyle and i did not want that to be my lifestyle anymore it was yeah slowly killing me and yeah me back a lot so completely yeah i hear that uh, what else did i have written down here i had oh (laughs) um you talked about before we started recording the you know having the having the suicidal thoughts and things like that and your thoughts around like you know kind of like the why me concept you know, oh, why yeah. am I alive or why am I this lucky to be in the situation that I'm in? Yeah. Um, tell me a little bit about that process. Cause I can, I can relate to that. I think other people can relate to that as well. So. 
Yeah. I, I think I always like felt, yeah, I always felt like depression was like something bad had to happen to me, you know? And I always felt like, God, I don't have a reason to be depressed because like things aren't that bad. I mean, I have hardships the same way that everyone does. Um, I've gone through crap the same way that everyone has. Like, I definitely don't feel like my life is so much worse than anyone's life. I think in the grand scheme of things, when I put things in perspective, like, you know, I have food, like I have a house, um, that is ridiculously expensive to live in, but like, I can live here, you know? And like that, like just those two things, it's like huge, you know? And, um, I always felt like, God, I don't really have like you know, a reason to be depressed. And like a lot of my depression was coming from kind of just like my perspective of the world in general, which I felt like was like unfair, like almost to be like, wow, I have things good. And like, I'm still not happy because like, all I can think about is just like how, um, you know, like suffering exists in the world. And like, for me, a lot of my suicidal ideation, um, was coming from. And even now, like kind of intrusive suicidal thoughts will still kind of peak for me. Um, when I, you know, am reminded of the suffering that kind of exists or like the unfairness that exists in the world. The fact that like people are just born into situations that are just so unfair, um, compared to other, other people's situations. And I, I mean, just like people um, not being able to have food on their table, you know, just as an example, or just, you know, suffering like schools being bombed and things like that. I'm like, fuck, I don't want to live in a a world. And you're in a bigger city. So you probably see homeless people have, do you guys have a homeless issue? Oh yeah. All the time. Um, There are a lot of homeless people reminded of that. I am. And, um, all the time, all the time. And, um, you know, even just, I mean, you can't even like open social media without seeing just the suffering that's just going on constantly, like animals. I have like a really big heart for like animals and just like, whenever I travel, I just see like, you know, like animal abuse or like animals, like being just like suffering, being like abandoned in like houses where they're like locked up and can't even like fend for themselves, like things like that. I'm just like, why do I want to live in a world? Just guts me to the point where I'm like, I don't even want to live in a world like that. And it, you know, like my suicide, my suicidal thoughts, like really, um, are like brought out by that feeling of like, God, I don't want to live in a world like that. Like I, it just feels like unfathomably like horrible. Like I, it just feels awful. Um, and you know, I, I think that it's hard for me to kind of like step back from that and say, like, look at the things that I'm doing. And like, I fortunately have a job where I am able to like positively contribute to kind of those inequities in life. I'm a speech therapist. And so I work with a lot of, um, really little kids with disabilities. And, um, I dedicate a lot of, you know, of my time and my energy, um, purpose to that, Uh uh-huh. To being able to combat that. I donate a lot of money, um, to different causes that I'm passionate about, like (laughs) the animals and the people who are just like going without and, um, 
I'm, you know, the first person to hand out my dollar bills on the side of the road, or, you know, I keep like stocks in my car and things like that to give out to homeless people and things like that. Um, but still, I mean, it just feels like such a big problem that it's hard for me to even to say, like, even with the things I try and find things to do that make it feel like, okay, it is worth me being here because even if I can't make a difference in like the big massive problems that we have on this planet, just the massive, massive problems of, of inequality, um, in, on this planet, at least that person who I gave socks to today, or that kid who I helped say their first word today or things like that. I'm like, you know, at least me being here is serving some sort of purpose. And I think that is the only thing that has like truly kept me from doing it all of these years that I, that I've been in that really dark place. Um, because it's, it's really hard for me to think about just the, the darkness that exists in this world and like want to coexist with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) heavy. It is heavy, but it's true. I mean, I get it. It's not pretty out there. Uh, I mean, there's a lot of good things, obviously, and a lot of good people, uh, yeah out there but yeah if it's a perspective thing but when your mind's like stuck on that and when you're stuck in that dark place you'll find all the negative things and it's just negative 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 and uh that could be about you yourself other people or everything uh (laughs) and it gets to be just this like cycle that you're just like and but i've gotten to a point where i've had so many bouts of depression and the more I push through it and power through it and move forward and know I'm in it, but still go about my day and do what I need to do and not avoid a bunch of stuff. I mean, I may like, you know, neglect a couple things here and there because it's just the way, you know, the way we are when we get like that. But I try to, have like small little goals like to do something like one of my friends like it's one of those simple things ever he's like because he's dealt with it too he's bipolar and he goes through you know he has his bouts of depression too when it comes to that and uh he's just like just make sure you do some one thing that's productive every day yeah just one even if it's something super simple like his example was just taking the trash out like yeah. one simple thing that you can say, hey, at least I did that today. Yeah. It's like a pot, like one pot. It's huge. Look at. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's oh, huge. Dishes today or something like that or one simple thing like yeah. oh, I got gas today. Or- yeah. And I think like my version of that is like, I feel like I have to do something each day that like makes the world better because I was here. You know what I mean? Okay. Like, yeah, yeah. I have to, I think my version of that, because like, it's hard for me to like, my own productivity is, it's meh to me. Like, it, honestly, it's kind of another thing that weighs me down as far as like my depression. I'm just like, God, it's like so much work so to be alive like because getting, it is. Your thing is like, my thing. Okay. Yeah. Well, my thing is like, that's to make, to make thing. my suffering here worth it. Right. Like to make, to make it worth it to like do another day, like it has to be worth something. And like 
it's probably fucked up that like doing something for myself isn't worth it to me. But like what makes it worth it to me is like if like I did something that made the world even just a tiny bit better than like, you know, all the problems in the world aren't going to go away if I kill myself tomorrow. They're not. They're going to stay here. Oh, yeah. Um, And you know what I mean? They're not like that's just the reality. And it's kind of the same thing if like if I'm depressed about all the bad things going on in the world, that also isn't going to fix anything. It's just fucking not like, yeah. Like if I'm sad about it, it doesn't like suddenly like people aren't just like, Oh God, Kate was sad today. I'm off the streets. Hey, like that's yeah. not how it works, you know? No. And so There's instead like, yeah, what I have to do is I have to say that. like, what can I do? Like I have to do one thing a day. That's like going to make the world a slightly better place to make this shithole worth living in, you know, you know, I feel that way. And it's, it's kind of sad and I'm working on bettering my worldview, but like, I, there has to be something here that's worth it. And I feel like for me, that's like making the world itself a little bit better, the lives of people around me a little bit better. And so if that's, you know, if I can have some positive, positive contribution, then like it is worth it for me to stick it out. It is worth it for me to not just, you know, call it quits. I've had that motivator too. Yeah, that's a good that's a good thing to point out. Uh I don't necessarily think about it every day, which I I mean I I might have But that's implement. okay. But I might implement that. It's not I mean, for everyone. But like <laughs> things like answering the phone for when one of my friend call my like I have friends that call that, you know, that are that may be struggling and you know I am I'm, I get reached out, but I'm certain people's like not lifeline, but, uh, yeah. people, uh, value my opinion and yeah. trust me, uh, by telling me things. And that's why I've almost thought about, well, eventually I'm going to go back to school to be a therapist, but I, cool. I'm not ready yet because I hate school. So it's, <laughs> it's, a, con- it's a conundrum. So fair enough. <laughs> I'll get there, but I'm not at that point quite yet. I already have other debt I need to pay off, so I don't need to add that to the, uh, but I don't know. I feel that. We'll see what happens, but I've always been somebody that people think they are, which is a good thing. People are comfortable talking with and talking to and their problems with, because I think they just know that I'm safe and that I'm not going to judge them because I I've heard a but lot like of that's stuff. a purpose. Like that is that's a purpose, a purpose. though. Is it is the same yeah. thing. It's like kind of it's the same thing. Like people can rely on you. And like if you weren't there to call, what would they do? Or like they would feel worse, maybe, you know, or like things like and that. I like, I mean, when I don't answer the phone and when, yeah. I'm, in, when I'm in my I'm shit. awful at answering the phone, I'm awful at answering the phone. Yeah. Don't call me if you're in a crisis, because I that's like one of like the things that get cut out, like answering calls and texts I'm god awful at it <laughs> I'm so bad at it I'm so bad at it but like if people really need me they know how to get a hold of me but I'm so, I'm just bad at it it's one of those things that like when I go into like survival mode I cannot answer the phone I cannot make calls like thank god for online ordering and things like I cannot call I know what you mean yeah I know a lot of people like that and I've gotten to there's certain things yeah like I won't pick up the phone or if certain yeah. people call me, I'll be like, oh, I don't have time for this conversation. I can't. I just some can't. Some people that call yeah. me where I know it's going to be uh, not just a quick phone call. It's going to be like 15, 30 minutes, you know, something like that. 
I have people, I have some friends who's like three do. hours, and I'm oh, like, Phew. ooh, I can't do that. Yeah, that's why. That's why I'm like, I can't answer my phone. No, there's people, but there's people I've uh, there's family I make exceptions for. Uh, like yeah, if mom, like if my mom calls or my dad calls, like there has to be yeah. a really good reason for me to not answer that call. Yeah. Or I have to be like on another call or busy with something. Yeah, um, same. But I return. Or I'll have to be like, I will call you later. Sometimes I'll answer and I'll be like, yeah. I can't. I yeah. can't. Or Can I'll I call you back in like three the days? The ignore, the ignore text. Three yeah. days. <laughs> I'll call I you back in 24 to 72 business hours. Later. But I get there sometimes. I'm like, I yeah. cannot today. Like I am survive. I have to get through my work week or like, so my job, I have like evaluations or things like I'm like, I can't, but like, I know Wednesday I had like three cancellations and like, I don't have any evals that day. Like I got you on Wednesday, but like today it's a no, like it's a no. Yeah. I'm getting to the point where I have to like pencil people in and like say like, yeah. this is a day. Like um, I know myself. Yeah. It's a good thing about getting older. You know yourself. Yeah. I have a friend of mine uh, that, you know, I haven't had the chance to spend as much time with him and hang out with him and uh he's a newer friend of mine that i've met over the last oh year and a half or so and uh i have i've been taking like i told you before i'm taking some time off work so i'm like look i know you have these two days off of work because yeah. he works retail so his days off are not the same days off as me because he works you know during the weekend weekends he has and to be working yeah. and uh he has Tuesday and Wednesday off. I'm like, so which day, Tuesday or Wednesday? Yeah. One of those days is going to be the day where we hang out. We, I'm not going to do anything else. Uh, and he's like, well, I don't know. It's like, it's like, well, I don't know which one. Well, well I'm picking a day then. Tuesday it is. Yeah. Uh, so that's happening. So I'm like, Tuesday is the day yeah. that we're hanging out and we can catch up on whatever we need to catch up on. Because uh, I've just been so busy with all. You have to schedule it. You have to schedule it. Like I schedule like friend, like calls sometimes. I'll be like, I have have a call scheduled for lunch tomorrow. Because like, it's a friend I haven't talked to in a month. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, that's the time that works. And like, if I don't put it on the books, like I'm not the type of person that will like, just pick up the phone and be like, hey, how's it going? Like, I I have have friends that that, that are like that, that think I can do that. Because for a while I could do that, but I've gotten so busy. Gosh, I just can't. Like, they like mentally, me during, I can't. They won't call me during work, but yeah, they know, they know that much. But like, uh, I think yeah. I'm starting to realize that you know that you can't just I can't just pick up the phone and just shoot the shit for. No, I can't. It may be convenient for you, but it's and I think too it's like for me like after work because my job is like I as as a speech therapist all day I talk all day long I talk so I know how that goes all day long and like I have to be and probably you too like you have to be at 100 like I'm teaching kids to talk so and these are kids who don't pick up um like a lot of cues and things so I have to be like over the top like I can't just be like up I'd be like up, 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 up. Like I have to be so over the top all day that it just like drains my energy at just like yeah. twice the the like regular talking. Luckily, I don't take as many calls as I used to. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but when I do take calls, though, since I'm in leadership, they're the angry people, and it takes a lot out of me. 
it's exhausting. Like it's truly exhausting. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that people are like, oh, you're off. Like, but it's like, no, I'm in like recovery mode right now from like talking all day and having to be my energy at like a thousand. Like I need to just like lay down and not talk to anyone for like an hour before I can do anything. Yeah. And you're not like a regular teacher where you get summers off for that. No, you're doing no time. Yeah. And I don't have like teacher hours either. Like I'm all day. Yeah. And are you a salaried employee too? I am a salaried employee. So you are taking advantage of. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah, that is how it works. Uh, I am. My company is pretty good every day, about it. Yeah. Just in case anyone's listening. Um, <laughs> my company's pretty good about it for the most part. Actually, I'm I'm not I'm not lying. Uh, no, I do sure. love my job. I love my job. It it's just it's like it's a lot. Like yeah. it is a lot. It's a part of the and job. it's the nature. There isn't an SLP job out there that isn't like this. So yeah. I I also want to say my job listening. I love my I do love my job. I do love my job. It's yeah. just it's a job that requires high energy all day long. It just is. At this point in the podcast, we had some technical difficulties, so there's a little bit of a gap here. Thank you for still listening if you're still tuned in. If you haven't left that review, please do so. Even if it's a bad one. Hopefully it's not a bad one. If it's a bad one, before you do that, please email me at mdoverthinker at gmail.com and let me know what I can do better. Because I'm here for you guys. I want to have a good podcast for people to listen to. That's the point. All right, back into it. Oh, it was mine. I just got the little notification. Your your connection's unstable. Am I back though? No, you're good. You're good now. Okay. I was just saying, like, um, yeah, it's it's just it kind just, of it doesn't matter where you the job who you are working for. It, the jobs, yeah, gonna just be like good. customer service, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, exactly. there's no customer service job where you're not having to deal with like people being in a bad mood. Sometimes there's just not. Like, there's just not. <laughs> oh yeah, it's uh. Especially, yeah, I dealing with uh, sensitive things like health insurance. Yeah, I get pretty pretty upset about things like that. Yeah, and it's just yeah, crazy. it's you know fair enough. It's it's the same. People worrying about their kids. It's the same. Like it's a situation where they're. It's very personal. They're in a sensitive place, so I get it. Like I get it. Um, it is what it is. I'm happy to do what I do, but yeah, my definitely is, yeah, I, I burn out take things personally when it comes to my job. Otherwise yeah. I will lose my mind. We both went on brief rants here about work that we don't really want to share publicly, but it is important to have work-life balance. So we did talk about that more. Yeah. It can be rough. I have a separate work phone to kind of like have that separation Oh yeah. Yeah. All my phone, all my calls through work are, it's all through a internet. Yeah. Um, a voice. Yeah. I have a whole second phone number, a whole second phone. Okay. Um, which is oh. nice actually. Cause then I can like leave work at work. It's nice. <laughs> yeah. I usually don't do much after like I'm locked out for the day. I'm done. It's very rare yeah. that I go back to anything. Uh, right. sometimes, but um, or if I go back, it's for for a very brief period of time. Like I, yeah, one last thing, and it has to get done that day. Otherwise, yeah. But I'm, you know, already home and working from home. So, 
Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. For me, I need that separation because sometimes I work really closely with families. They'll be like, oh my God, we just got the IEP back. Um, What do you, and I'm like, I like, I'm so sorry. This is going to have to wait till tomorrow because like, if not, like, you know, I feel really like responsible to my families. And so it's good for me to be like, no, like it helps me set that boundary for myself yes, because otherwise to be like, you up. it's not the family's fault. It's my own boundaries that like, I need to like, that are my problem. And so it's good for me to be able to like set that boundary with myself and be like, when I get home, my work phone stays in my work bag and I don't take it back out until I'm leaving for work the next day, just to make sure it's not like, Hey, we're not going to make it in for our morning appointment. Like, that's good to know if I can like, you know, leave 30 minutes later. But, um, for the most part, like I, I'm not looking at that until it's time for me to go to work Yeah, because I need that boundary for myself. Yeah. Separating work life from social life and just the rest of your life is a very good thing to do. Like yeah, it is. It's important to do that. Yeah. It's hard. It is hard. It's definitely something I've had to get better at. I get it. Yeah. Especially <laughs> when you're, yeah. Especially if you have a work phone, your salary and you're, yeah, not clocking yeah. hours and nobody's really saying, Hey, you're working too much. No one's really yeah. going to say that to you when you're salary. No one's going to say that to me. Well, and because like that way I'm booked is I'm booked at 33 hours a week. So I'm just straight up in therapy with kids, 33 hours of my 40 hours. So that leaves seven hours only to deal with the rest of like talking to families, writing the actual reports, um, making sure all my paperwork is done. Cause I have to do paperwork for every single session I do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it does, it, I, I could work for 80 hours and I would still not have everything done that I could do. Like, it's just, there's always not time. something going on. There's yeah. always something. There's always more. To yeah. Be done, I know what you so. mean. Yeah. I could be, I could be a lot of jobs like that. I could be working 24 seven. If I, I guess wanted to, I um, wish I wouldn't want to, but uh, no, there's always no. something I could be doing. There's always something. There's always more. There's always stuff. And like no boss is going to be like, no and Actually, i have good I bosses had bo- i had my boss call me out the other day and she's like why are you still here and she saw that I yeah was logged in and i was just like uh Sorry. yeah yeah i do have good bosses i did have what i went on a trip i went to dominican republic you probably nice. saw like two weeks ago and um three weeks i don't know a few weeks ago yeah and i was like <laughs> responding to emails and they were like kate like stop uh, because I have limited. So I only get 10 days of PTO for the whole year. Um, and that includes like, if I need to take like doctor's appointments, things like that, like that comes out of that. Um, so, you know, it's not a lot, it's not a lot. No. And so I had taken a week and, um, they were like, no, like, no, like you work too hard to be working like right now too. So they did. And I did uh, when they said that, because I do get some notifications like er, more urgent notifications, I do get directly to my personal phone. Um, I get my emails to my personal phone. And so, um, yeah, like I saw an important one. It was important. And like, I'm glad that I responded. But after that, I turned off my notifications because I have to have that balance. Yeah, you have to. Yeah. I have like when to I do. take my week off, uh, no, you, you're not getting a hold of me. Yeah, which is good. That's good. And that's how it should be. And that's honestly what's better. If not, it's like, what's the point? 
Yeah, my out of office. You're not gonna, gonna relax. My out of office message is gonna be aggressive. I think it's just gonna be like. I'll do you on Monday when I'm back. Yeah. Yeah. No one, unless you're dying, sends me a message. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, because yeah, I have people that are underneath me that need to get a hold of me for something. Nope, they're talk to my supervisor because she's gonna be here. So. Yep. Perfect. We talked for a while. Uh, yes. Sorry. I know. I, I talked too I'm much. Same, Very sorry. I'm, I'm the same way. We. It's. Uh, yeah. It happens all the time. Luckily, <laughs> I'm not in the recording in the studio that I record at because I get charged for that. And uh, ooh. Well, I pay in advance, and I know the guy pretty well. The guys that run it pretty well. And I, when I go over time, they don't they don't charge me extra. But I feel bad. I'm just like, ugh. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so I don't have to worry about that here. But eventually, I'm going to start recording everything in this room. Um, I'm not going to have this as the backdrop, even though I like this backdrop. But there's going to be it. It doesn't fit the theme at all. If I was to, <laughs> if I was doing a hip hop podcast, which I would love to do, but I don't have time. Um, I'm going to make like a fake brick wall. Um, yeah, I've decided, I've, which I found on TikTok, of course. Um, and uh, shout out to TikTok. And I have like this brain stencil. I'm gonna like graffiti like these brains on the wall. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to doing. That's something I'm gonna do on my staycation. So there you go. A list of things I need to do and I want to do. So perfect. Well, enjoy your time off. I'm sure it's much needed. Oh, it is. It's the calm before the storm for sure. Yeah. You're still listening. I appreciate it. Thank you for tuning in to the Modern Day Overthinker podcast. We'll wrap it up here in just a moment with Kate Anderson. Kind of had a off-topic discussion for a second there, but we got back into it to close out the podcast. So a few more minutes left, and that'll be the episode with Kate. I hope you enjoyed it. I don't necessarily need to have, like, you know, just everybody on the podcast i i want to have people that have a story it doesn't have to be somebody that has a huge following either like i just need to hear different perspectives and different ways yeah. that people have dealt with mental illness and you know this just the struggles of life in general it doesn't have to necessarily be like anything totally crazy because we're all out here just surviving sometimes so it's just nice sometimes to hear something you can relate to. Yeah, that's the thing. And that's what people have been telling me and the feedback that I've been getting is just the relatable, yeah, relatable guests and people that they can understand, like, you know, where they're coming from. So I really appreciate it. I think people will really enjoy it. And I'm on a streak of like female guests. I don't know what it is. Like, <laughs> get knocking on ladies. Yeah. I need to like, yeah, record and like start like, mixing it up my i'm like almost 50 50 with my audience which i looked on well at least on spotify i'm 53 percent male 40 percent female which is pretty good so oh that's cool you can see that yeah. well i mean just not like to plug myself but if any of your like female listeners are wanting like to talk to someone who they if they related to me and like want to reach out to someone similar to them my inbox is open i you know i i said that i'm bad at calls don't call me but if they want to dm me i will on instagram yeah 24 to 72 hours i will get back to you ladies or guys i'll tag you yeah post it for sure so people know cool yeah yeah 
you know, well, just say that. Well, I appreciate it. Yeah, I'll, ta- I'll tag you. And uh, yeah, if it's helpful to people, I'm I'm my DMs are open. I've been there. So I'll put your email. Oh, no, I'm just <laughs> I won't do that. Just yeah, maybe put my put my Instagram. I'll have to put my work phone number. Just kidding. <laughs> yeah, everything. I leave All it. Means of con- communication. I'm gonna put yeah, no, but if you if you DM me on Instagram, you know, anyone, I'm happy to talk to people about this stuff. Like I said, I'm a pretty open book. So that's good. We need more people to be open. I've had some people that I've reached out to that they aren't ready to be open about it, which I get it. It's totally fine. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's hard. It's their mental health. Uh, yeah. But yeah, the more open people, more people we can get that are more open about it, the better it's going to be. So totally agree. Well, thanks for doing what you're doing. I think it puts more stories out there and makes it easier for people to talk about when they're hearing stories they relate to. It's a lot easier to talk about it yourself. So I think you're doing a great thing. I'm glad to have started it. Now it's college and be here still. Yeah, I think you're doing a great thing. (laughs) Thank you for sticking around with the journey. So yeah, yeah. So I thank you a lot. Soon it'll be like uh retirement home drama now it's retirement home i'll stick around for that one too yeah that'll be that'll be a great podcast eventually (laughs) yeah awesome well thanks so much all right take care we'll talk later bye all right bye